This is session 11 of the Marriage and Family and High Value of the Word course. Please ensure you have your notes and a pen ready as we now continue. This was my contribution to what happened. God has shown me that I'm early this way. Because if you take that like a cancer, you know cancer or HIV AIDS, you bring it into the light and into the oxygen and dies. But when you keep it in here, you can cut it out. That malignancy is coming back. You know, you're trying to cut it out and move on, but you still ingested that thing. It's going to visit your marriage down the road. So you've got to resolve those things. Forgiveness is powerful. Take ownership. I've said, maybe not in this context, but when our marriage was in a bad place, 75, maybe 80% was this man. Let's take ownership. I said, but, 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 what about, but, but? No. 75 80% was me. That's meekness. That's humility. That's being true, and the truth will set you free. So in a blended marriage situation, you want to make sure that you don't get married while you're still a victim. You want to resolve and talk through the situation of the past and be transparent with each other. You need to get to know each other and where you're working from. Resolve those matters. And then get to the point where many of them are buried and left in the past. But as I said, there's some things that will come with you. They're going to come with you. So also understand this as marriages, you know that over 50% of marriages result in divorce. Over 60% of second-time marriages also result in divorce. The percentage grows by 10 to 30 percent in second time. Most because we haven't forgiven, we carry our past into our present. We don't understand how to work with the children. You're going to have to earn. Trust is earned. Yeah. When the trust is broken, trust needs to be re-earned. What's the starting point of building the road of trust? What brings you back to the starting line of trust? Forgiveness. Remember there's a man at council who'd been unfaithful to his wife for quite some time with a number of different women. And so they came to see me and through the process of meeting with them, uh, I led her and or him to forgive each other. So he asked the wife, he said, will you forgive me for my practice? She said yes. At the point within the next week, they came back. And was very upset. He said, last week you led us on the powerful thing of forgiveness. Ask my wife to forgive me, she would give me. She wouldn't let me go out last week Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you have the starting line to rebuild trust. Forgiveness doesn't mean I trust you. Forgiveness means I give you a fresh opportunity to come back to the starting line and now you have to build that trust again. The Bible says there must be fruits of repentance. Don't get fruit in three days, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while. And you stay at home, you lock the door, and you make sure that you quarantine and you bed at night or the night. You're going to build trust. <laughs> now we're going to go with the budget, we're going to have a pub. No, you stay inside of the fire's house. Your cell phone is on the table. Your directory's on the table. You're building trust. You know what trust does? It gives you so much space that there's too much room to move. Vanessa never questioned me about where I am. So that I'm going to go have a quiet time, I'm going to get the bicycle out, I'm going to take a walk, I'm going down there, I'm going to the shopping mall and have some coffee. I do things for security reasons, I put them on a live tracking and all that type of thing. But what I'm saying is trust gives you room to move. Yeah. A lack of trust tightens things up. But when there's trust, there's space Amen. that you can move. 
so if you're going to get remarried, friends, walk those steps. There's more we won't get to all of them. I need you to be fosters. 
blessed. <laughs> so the highest level of faith is rest, my brother. Trusting God. Sure. It says, and while he was sleeping, not while he was running off to the discotheque, <laughs> while he was sleeping, <laughs> then the Lord went, the Lord God went to work. So he took a river on the side of the man. So it says this, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs, not just one of the man's ribs. Okay, that's in the singular. So God's got a man for you, ladies. One of the man's ribs, and then he closed it up with flesh. In other words, he said the job is done. I found the right person, let's close it up. No more searching is required, he closes it up with flesh. I'll go to a rib. If you can't say something that's called their wild, they're pretty. Closed up with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman. Man, you want God to make a woman. You could say the word of God that the woman went to and made her to prepare her so that which she was a wife to be brought to the man. So then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken. What God to be a word? He had taken. Not you, not even your parents necessarily. Not even the pressure of your friends down the road. Then the Lord God made a woman from the, from the river he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. Yeah. Faith brings things to you that you don't have to pursue. Amen. You trust God. Amen. He brought her to the man. In other words, he will create that intersection moment. One of these might be one of them. He may, he may have brought you together over here or in the church service somewhere. God's going to bring them to you. And you want someone that's God here. You won't have time to get there, then we share it again. The one thing when you're getting married, that's a definite no-no. Although God can restore, but you must be equally yoked. Yeah. Like with life, like with darkness. What concord, what concord is Satan with Christ? Yeah. Or truth with the lie? However, if you marry into that, trust God to restore that. We won't get to there, but your reference is Come to me now. 1 Peter chapter 3, where it shows you if you've got an unbelieving spouse, from the inward beauty of the heart within, minister to your spouse. Yeah. Don't beat them and tell them where they're wrong. It talks about true beauty. It's one of that exterior beauty, nothing wrong with that. But it says, let your outward adornment not be the focal point. Because that fades. As I spoke about the adornment of the tummy of the face of the tongue. But the inner beauty of the heart, the gentle and quiet spirit of the heart. Don't batter your unbelieving spouse with the word of God. It's not a weapon of affliction in the Bible. It's not what it is. Just have a gentle and quiet spirit. Trust. It says, when they see your good example, they'll draw them to you. But because a man is called to lead, he does not to be browbeaten, ladies. Paul says, better to sit on the corner of a roof. And have a wife is like a dripping tap. <laughs> Don't be a dripping tap. You know what that means? There was a punishment in some of the past world wars. Yeah. They put your head under and they just drip water onto your grass and it penetrates a hole up to your head and it kills you. You're a dripping tap, ladies, you're killing your husband. <laughs> That's the truth. Then the man said, and we got it brought to work. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why. Listen very carefully. That oh, this is some music going. That is why a man leaves his father and his mother 
And I read that again. Yes. Our traditional doctors are going out the door. Let the door open for that purpose. <laughs> so that is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife so that they can become one flesh. Amen. Amen. So when you move on, Mama, 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 me. <laughs> you are not the voice to that daughter or that son. So this is how it works. I, or you as the parent, as the parent, you are the authority, God the authority, setting the persuasion and influence before your child. You have now prepared your child, she is a wife ready to be married. Okay? That's your role as a parent. You prepared your child. You don't dump them at the altar, you hand them over the altar. Okay? So I prepared you. Prepare for she's now ready for marriage. God's brought that into sexual moment, she's been at peace, the spouse comes and they want to be married. Progressively, I've already trained her over the years that I know I'm going to stand at the altar one day and I'm going to hand her over to her spouse. So when this the I do is said, I step back so that he can be united to his wife. But if at the altar I keep interfering, how can the two become one flesh if I'm in between them? That is no longer your child, other than in the secondary sense. That is now the wife of another man. That is now the husband of another woman. Your voice, you had your child for 20 something years. If you didn't do it by then, it's too late. Too late. So therefore a man will leave his father and his mother to be united to his spouse so that the two can become one flesh. Amen. So you only speak to your child's life by invitation and you submit perspective, you don't insist on an outcome. Yeah. Amen. And I what do you think? Well, my thoughts are this, and I want to give you counsel of God's word. And my thoughts are that. I leave it there if they don't because I told you so. Why didn't you listen to me? I had that for 20 something years. Now, if I get in between that, I can be the cause of that divorce. And you step back. You're no longer the voice. So use your years as a parent with wisdom. Prepare your children that when they get to that altar, when they say, I do, that's why you're most in a wedding. You hand over and you step back and you're most in a pew. You don't, you don't hand over and run into the car that's going to take them away to the No, you go back. You sit in the chair, which means a position of rest. I have done my duty as a father and mother. I've prepared you for the road ahead. It's going to go back. I've counseled you in the word of God. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 6, if you train up a child in the way he should go, when he is old, he will not depart from it. What a promise that is. If they're departing, why are they departing? Let's get real. I didn't try them up in the ways of the Lord. But the promises, the covenant, is God who cannot lie. He said if you train up a child from young, because that's what you're shaping them. Tell them when they're young, when they're old, they will not depart. I can hand you over. I've trained you up. God has brought the right man. I can trust God in the process. He's a godly man. 
I can release into your future. We thank you for listening to this teaching and trust it was a blessing to you. Please go to the next teaching in the series hereafter. Should you wish to reach out to ourselves or should you have any questions, please mail us on marriage at foryourgood.net. Should you want to know more about For Your Good Ministries, please visit our website www. God for your good, God met. God bless as you enjoy the next session on marriage and family and the high value of God's work.